The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had fed the 5,000 men, his disciples saw him walking on the sea. The next day, the crowd that remained across the sea saw that there had been only one boat there and that Jesus had not gone along with his disciples in the boat, but only his, di- his disciples had left. Other boats came from Tiberias, near the place where they had eaten the bread, when the Lord gave thanks. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them, Amen, amen. I say to you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father God has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. The Gospel of the Lord. Did you know that the Catholic Church in the United States is right in the middle of a three-year-long Eucharistic revival? Did you know that? What does that mean? Well, the United States bishops are seeing a lot of apathy and even some anger from Catholics in our country caused by the sexual abuse scandal, by the COVID pandemic, by the general cultural malaise about organized religion. Have you heard about the nuns? Not talking about you sisters here this morning. Those who are, the nuns are spelled N-O-N-E. When they're asked, what is your religion? They respond, none. I don't believe in organized religion. In response to this, the bishops believe that the antidote to our spiritual ailments is a healthy dose of the Eucharist. That is why St. Ignatius of Antioch in the second century called the Eucharist the medicine of immortality. The medicine of immortality. In other words, Jesus' body and blood not only saves us from eternal death, but restores us to eternal life. That is ultimately what Jesus meant when he said in John chapter 10, verse 10, I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And Jesus gives us that abundant life every time we put Holy Communion in our mouth at Mass. And if there is one book 
and one chapter in the Bible that should be the scriptural heartbeat of this Eucharistic revival, it should be John chapter 6, which recounts the magnificent miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and the fish and gives us the bread of life discourse. That is, John does in chapter 6 what Matthew, Mark, and Luke do in their Last Supper narratives. Namely, show Jesus' desire for his followers to eat his body and drink his blood. St. John, weaving together his own theological insights and his literary artistry, presents Jesus as the medicine of immortality. That is the cure for what ultimately ails the human race, especially us American Catholics. In other words, the U.S. bishops are spot on in calling for a Eucharistic revival. Our Lord in Holy Communion is exactly what this world needs in the 21st century and in every century. Let me be a little more concrete and specific about this three-year Eucharistic revival, in case you haven't been keeping up. What will happen in these three years? Well, the years themselves are 2022, 2023, and 2024. The first year, June of 22 to 23, was to focus on the whole diocese. What are we doing as the state of Arkansas? And so the church in Arkansas has planned several events and speakers this summer, June 3rd and June 10th, to talk about the inestimable value of the Eucharist. And I am one of those speakers, so pray for me, or rather pray for the people who have to hear me. And the diocese is dedicating a new shrine of the Divine Mercy in Little Rock at St. Edward's this summer. And then in July 2024, there will be a national Eucharistic Congress in Indianapolis, Indiana, where 80,000 Catholics will celebrate the heart of our faith and taste the healing effects of the medicine of immortality. But in the middle year, in the middle year, 2023, that is intended to focus on parish renewal of our faith in the Eucharist. That is, what are we doing here at Immaculate Conception to grow in our devotion to the Eucharist and live it in our daily lives? Well, one thing we already do is celebrate Mass every day at 7 a.m., Monday through Saturday, and at 7.30 a.m. on Sunday. You get to sleep in on Sundays. And we have a holy hour of adoration in Spanish on Thursday evenings from 6.30 to 7.30. But I would like to add an hour of Eucharistic adoration on Wednesdays. In the morning from 7.30 to 8.30, right after this Mass at 7 a.m. You know, we used to think of Wednesdays as church day. <laughs> and perhaps right in the middle of the week, we could use another shot of Jesus in adoration to get us to the weekend. My friends, something beautiful and transformative happens when we stare at that little white host in adoration.
Venerable Fulton Sheen described it memorably when he said, Staring at our Lord in adoration is like staring into the sunset. The longer we sit there and look, the more we begin to glow like the sun. We begin to experience how Jesus heals us because he is the medicine of immortality and we are sick. We begin to hunger for him more than we hunger for anything else. And we start to understand what Jesus meant in the gospel today when he said, do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. And that is the goal of the three-year Eucharistic revival, to give us hunger pains that only Jesus can satisfy with the banquet of the Eucharist. Praised be Jesus Christ.